episode 193 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Chanel. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> That's different. I don't usually just say my mm, name. Like like Madonna or Cher, <laughs> just Janelle. Janelle. I mean, I really think, you know, who else has better claim to that name? I mean, nobody. Yeah, exactly. It was very popular for people to name their children Janelle in 1978. Well, it's funny. Like, I knew I knew one Janelle at my high school, and then there was, like, wasn't there two other Janelles at Biola? Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. Have we ever met any others? Like, I think that's the only There's one that I've I work with a Janelle. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's not, it's not that common. I'm just saying. It is. It's not like a, it's not a common name. I don't think there's enough of them that anyone would mind if you just With claim Janelle. Moniker. Yeah. You are Janelle. Janelle. Um, we also just had nacho fries. Oh my gosh. Bell. What a wonderful celebration. I didn't think I had enough points because I'm counting calories. To have them, and it was such a delight when I calculated, and I did. The best is that we were driving home, I picked you up after school, had the kids in the car, and you saw it on the building, on the sign, on the Taco Bell, and then later on at night, you went back out to get nacho fries, and then you guys, the best part of the nacho fries coming back for limited time is that when it does, then we sit at YouTube... (laughs) While we eat the nacho fries and we watch all the nacho fries commercials, because they're seriously the greatest they advertising so campaign funny. of all time. Great products, great marketing, oh, bold Mexican spices. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell, <laughs> or we wish it was. Taco Bell, we'll talk about you on every episode if you pay us money. Yes. So reach and out. Maybe even if you don't. So. If you, anyone of our listeners know any of the higher ups at Taco Bell, let us know because, you know, I like it. And we like nacho fries. Yeah. We like your products. Cheesy bean and rice burritos, Doritos Taco Supreme, bring back the cool ranch. And, you know, I've always been a fan of just the plain old bean and cheese burrito. You do like a bean and cheese burrito. I I love it with the little onions. they're, They're actually only called bean burritos there. Yeah, that's true. But it's got cheese in it. It does have cheese in it, but they just call them bean. But I like it with the onions and the red sauce. It has the little square onions. I that love are cut the square onions. Perfectly. Yeah. Like a perfect square. Mm. <laughs> we were just discussing this the other day, by the way, dear listeners and Taco Bell sponsors. <laughs> uh, I My statement is this, and I think that it cannot be proven incorrectly. There is no food. That is a savory food that cannot be improved by the addition of some form of onions. I think you're right about that. I tried really hard. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, nobody could. So, can you... Now, this, of course, if you don't like onions, that doesn't count. But if you like onions, they go with everything. That's savory. I'm not saying you put it in your desserts, although I'm not saying that you can't. Ew. But a savory food is... There is some form of onion, whether it's grilled or raw or whatever... That, you know, pickled even, that is can accompany that savory food and complement it. Shrimp taco. There's already onions on the shrimp tacos. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you know those little chopped up cups? What do you think are in those? I, you add them, though. 
Yeah, and you they're delicious. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying they always are there. I'm saying you could add some form of onion to any savory food and it would be complimentary. So, listeners, if you disagree or agree, write in and let us know. MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. Do onions improve everything that is savory? I think it's time to get into the news. We had a lot of good onion talk, but I guess news is a good thing to move on to. Where can uh, people rate and review us, Phil Vecchio? Well, you could find us on all the things where people stream stuff, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and Podchaser. Don't forget, we've got uh, all of our stuff set up now. I've actually claimed both this podcast and the Alex B. Keaton is my friend show. So now, like, my profile's set up. <laughs> I got my top eight in place. It's like the MySpace days. You can have, like, oh, your top you eight. I love a top eight. Yeah, and I got, like, my podcast on there right now. Let me tell you the shout-outs here for who's on my top eight. Now, obviously, the top two are my own shows. Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously. Obvious. Okay, then we've got the Call Me Cordelia folks. Yes, they're on Podchaser. The Champas. Well, that's the thing. Like, if... Your oh, even if show not, goes out. Like, I don't know if they've claimed it on Podchaser or not, but if your show gets distributed to the general, you know, most podcast platforms put it out to all the different ones. Right. And one of the things it goes to is Podchaser. So you don't even have to do it separately, depending on, you know, your servers and I don't know, whatever you call it, hosting kind of situation. So got the Champas <laughs> with Call, call Me Cordelia. Um, also, Champa and Klein, which is the Night Rider. Well, it was Night Rider years. Oops, Airwolf years now. Mm-hmm. That's Dave's show. You know that he does with Champa and Klein. Then, okay, so that's the top four: two Champas, two of us. Then I've got the Good Patron podcast, which I was a guest on recently. Yes, if you guys you remember were. at the beginning of this year, and Garrett also is the one that told me about Podchaser. So you had to put him in your top eight. Obviously. So he's on there. Then we've got another show that I was on recently, which is Your Music Saved Us. Yes. Which is, that's like the music podcast that I was on there. That's six. Then I've got another show that I was on recently, which is the Yesteryear Ballyhoo Review. That's the one that Zach does. Mm-hmm. I recently recorded an episode with him about Plan 9 from Outer Space. Which has not been released yet, but we'll keep you posted when that happens. Okay. But I was on it before. Remember, I talked about my man Godfrey, and he's also the one that did the Hitchcock podcast before that. So. Right. So that's on there. And then finally, last but certainly not least, it's the Alan Smithy film review from our very frequent writer inner and listener, Ben. I mean, how could you not? Well, of course. Dedicated. They they're they haven't posted one in a little bit, but I know, you know. Life I know how things way. happen. He's that, been busy. I've seen his. Yeah, uh, he's been all around his, uh, social the media U.S. Feed. But anyway, of course, of course, Ben is on there on the top eight. Of course. So that's our, that's my top eight right now. But if you've got a podcast and you think you can jostle one of those <laughs> off the top eight, <laughs> that would right. be a fun game to play. Yeah, right to a battle of the of the podcast. <laughs> you know, we'll see. If you got a good pitch, write to us at mandarinorangeshow@gmail.com and tell us why you should be in our top eight. Because that's a pretty solid lock on it right now. Well, here's the hard part for me is I listen to so many podcasts. Well, you'd have to narrow it down. I didn't even know. And you've only really got six spots because our two shows are on the top two. Yeah. You better have Alex P. Keaton on but there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, Do I even put those because they're already big and successful? Ours? 
No, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, but I mean the ones that I listen oh, like the to, office ladies. Like, and are stuff. you support small podcasts? I don't know. I went for ones that are personal friends and or ones that we've been guests on or I've been a guest on. I was a guest on a podcast you didn't include on there. Which one? Redlands uh, Unite Unified School District podcast. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, it's called Tips and Salsa. Well, that should be on yours. Because <laughs> you don't have to put all the ones that I was a guest on. True. All of the other ones on my top eight. Well, except never actually been on the Airwolf Years one, but we love the Champas. So, of course, that stays up yeah. there. So, there there you go. That one's up for uh, grabs. So Maybe, yeah. So, to have you be a guest. But if the Champas reach out and I get to be on that <laughs> show, then, you know. Then you're you're good. That you're locks solid it in there, yeah. For so, a while. I guess then it goes to whoever's had me on like the least the longest to go, you know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so fun for you. This you is great. love a good jostling of top stuff. Now I don't have my old podcast on there because in order to like have to claim it, you have to like post a new episode. And then you put it like in the, you know, mm. the metadata or whatever, and that's how you claim it. I'm sure there's other ways to go about it, but older shows that I've hosted are not on there. So, well, I mean, they might be on there. I don't know, but they're not on my profile. Right. So, anyway, Podchaser's fun. Like, it reminds me of kind of like the old MySpace days, but for podcasts, but like in a good way of the MySpace days. I loved MySpace. Yeah. It was great. It was like my first, well, Bubs, the Biola Bulletin Board System, was my first real social deep, media. deep love of social media. Yeah. And then MySpace. <laughs> yeah. For me, I want to say it was some of the old, like, before Biola, I was on, like, those old Christian music forums. But they weren't, like, oh, yeah. they weren't, like, general ones. Like, back then, they were, like, each one would be a first specific band. Like, there were, I remember there was a Jars of Clay one was, like, the first one that came up. Mm-hmm. I made connections through some of yeah. those. All right. Well, anyway, that was a big detour on Podchaser, but it's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. So, also, you guys could please, as I mentioned, write to us at mandarinorangeshow@gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Mandarian Orange Show. Also, we have TikTok with a pretty recent TikTok up there. Yeah. Some of our recent ones have been doing all right. They do good. We also, of course, are on Facebook. You can like our Facebook page and please join our Facebook group. What are some things that we'd like to see shared in the Facebook group, Janelle? Uh, limericks, poems, funny SNL clips. I don't know. I, like, I would like to see funny, fun little posts, videos. Maybe something related to what we talked about. Yeah, that's good. If you got any news items. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I like travel, that kind of stuff. Travel deals. Yeah. Always. Parenting advice. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. We really. need to be I mean we I post all of our episodes in there. I occasionally make posts in there. I always respond if someone else posts in there. But you know, there's always more you can do. I should probably like I send you a lot of memes. Yeah. I should probably you just, should just post, post those them in, in there. Because you send me stuff like every day. I really do. Just post them in there. Cause then I'll see it. It's as good as sharing it with me. True. All right. That's your new job. When you send me those things. When I send you You can send thing. them to me privately, too, but also post them in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's on. What's up? Whew. Well, okay. One other kind of announcement sort of thing that happened. Um, we are, of course, 
continuing on the Popvox Presents live stream series. We've had some great ones this year. Just a quick recap. This year alone, we've had the PH Project, Mike Adams at His Honest Weight, Aaron Sprinkle, and last weekend we had R.B. Brown from Australia, which was so cool. It's so fun talking to him. Yeah. He was on the Blue Christmas in 2020, but this was, you know, the first time I've gotten to talk to him on a more extended one that's just focused on him. It was so fun. It, it's so funny because, like, I'm just fascinated by, I mean, he's on another continent in the other hemisphere. I've never been there. And yet, he's just so down to earth and cool. He's just like us. It is crazy. Also, I was asking him, like, on the show, a little sneak peek if you want to listen to the show. I'm like, here's some of the other Australian bands that, like, I'm into that made their way stateside. And I was like, did you guys play shows together? And he was very nice about it. But he's like, I mean, I, I heard of them, but, like, Australia's a pretty big place. <laughs> You're like, it's an entire <laughs> I guess continent. it is a continent. But in my mind, they're all just hanging out together and playing all the shows. Drinking Diet Cokes. Yeah, that's exactly what I envision. <laughs> Anyway, that's a really fun episode, so you should check that out on the Popbox page. And this coming Saturday, which when this episode comes out, it'll be right after this. On Saturday, we have Jeff Elbel of Ping. He's also been in a lot of other bands throughout the years. Mm -hmm. He was in um, Farewell to Juliet. He was in uh, Sunny Day Roses. And the, actually, the first time I ever saw him live and like met him in person, he was playing in the band EDL. Which really? stands for everyday life, which is funny because it's very different musically from a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, he did. for sure. But he was like on a couple of the albums, like actually, you know, in the album and played live with him and stuff. And the funniest part, I went part, to an EDL show with you. That's what I was going to say. The funniest part is you were at that show. And was it him? And it was yeah. That was when that was when I met oh. him there. Oh. And so I mean, you might. I probably. I don't know if you introduced yourself or not. Who I can't remember, Who but knows? that show that we saw him at was with uh, it was EDL. There was a couple other bands, and then These Spibbies played. Who was the band that I was? I wasn't actually in the band at the time, but I was helping out with doing sound for them and stuff. And the funny thing is, These Spibbies are, you know, as we've talked before, very you know poppy, kind of like late fifties, early sixties, Buddy Holly. If mm -hmm. you drank too much coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, type of music, very fun and poppy. And then EDL was like a hardcore rapcore band, mm -hmm. and they played a show together. It's a very weird mix, but, <laughs> but they everybody all loved them. They did, and it was just part of that scene at the time. Like genres, like wildly different genres, were mixed together a lot. But recently, I posted a thing about these Spivvies, and Jeff Elbel went on there and said, "Oh, I miss my friends these Spivvies." So it was cool <laughs> because, like, he still. Remembers and I don't know. I can't remember. They probably interacted in other ways as well. But anyway, that's how I met Jeff Elbow, and I'm excited to do. I've talked to him one other time in person at a different show they went to, and then the rest has all been like through you know internet and stuff. Yeah. But it'll be it'll be fun. He's got a great new album out called The Three Finger Opera, and it's very unique. It's a cool like concept album about a very real medical situation that he had in real life, and I'm excited to talk about that. Then, just to, like, sneak peek, because we've got, like, a stellar lineup mm -hmm. of Potbox Presents coming up. In April, April 23rd, we have uh, Jesse Norell, and he, uh, we just got, actually, the physical album came in the mail today, and we've been listening to it all day. It is a masterpiece. It is really good. It is beautiful. Like, he wrote it about his daughter and his experience with his daughter, who had medical issues from when she was born, and just takes you on this emotional journey through, like, the dark times 
you know, she had heart surgeries and at the same time was diagnosed with Down syndrome and struggling with the fears and, you know, misunderstanding about that. And then finding hope and the light of just loving his daughter and her, you know, joyful mm-hmm. personality and all that stuff. By the end of the album, it's like, it's hopeful and happy and it's a beautiful. And I was literally crying driving around today listening to it. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. So I'm very, very excited for that. Then I mentioned this one before, but um, on May 14th, we have Candace Coker, who is from the island of Tobago in Trinidad and Tobago. And very excited to have her. She's got her new album coming out sometime in the very near future. And finally, coming up later in May, on May 21st, we've got a date finally locked down for the Spivvies. All the original Spivvies will be there. Full circle. So very, very excited to have them on there. So please... Follow us on Popbox Music on Facebook and, you know, follow the live stream events as we release them. Yes. This Saturday. Okay. Enough of all that. I just, I'm excited. Like, there's so many, so many good ones coming up. You know what else I'm excited for? The news. Well, we've been in the news. This is all part of news. I know, but the part of our personal life's in the news. Yeah. I found another certificate. Yet another one. This one was this inside. One I, like didn't even remember. Well, Luke remembered, but it was inside a video. game case, a video game case for the Switch. On March 10th, as most I'm sure everyone knows, is Mario Day. March M A R 10 looks like Mario. So it's Mario Day. And so we were looking because they have a bunch of sales on the eShop for Mario related games, and one of them they had sale on the DLC for Mario and Rabbids which is like a kind of spin-off game of Mario. And we were trying to remember because the game itself came with some DLC, like a code to download, and I didn't want to like double buy it, and we couldn't remember like what the DLC was that we had. So we went and got the case out to look it up, and inside the case for that Yay. game happened to be that, which shows it's been a while since I played and it. And <laughs> I'm telling you guys, the one I've talked about on the show that Phil has been close to Probably about six or seven times now, he still has not found. Just this last week, we were right there. I don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> He's looking around the room. What do I? I don't even know. So it's so interesting. I don't know how many is that now. Is that the eighth one I found? I can't. I lost track. I'd have, have to. to we'd have to go count because that's two in the last couple of weeks. And there was a big long time when I didn't find any at all. So. And you only have till Audrey, like, almost goes off to college, so. I know. I have a long time, That's in other words. pretty good. <laughs> Let's see. This past weekend, in addition to Popbox Presents, we did a bunch of yard work getting prepared to plant the new trees. I was so sore. I was, like, pulling up those weeds. Yeah. I cleared a space. It's probably all grown back now. I did go out and look today. And there's stuff growing back there again. I mean, this is just a couple days ago, but it's not bad. Like, it will it won't take much to clear it again. We did catch a gopher today. And the cats did their job and ate it. <laughs> there's just a few small remnants of what's left. <laughs> You're feeding the neighborhood cats. If they're going to come poop in my backyard, the least they can do is eat the gophers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, they do. We have a deal. <laughs> Um, also, we, I repaired two things. I repaired a sprinkler in the front yard, 
And I fixed the fence in the backyard. Yeah. Went to a hardware store and bought stuff and everything. We're so proud of you. Yeah. I bought screws at the hardware at the hardware store. And I didn't really know like what you're supposed to do. And I just happened to notice like how much they were, but there's not like because you just bought, you know, they have like all the little drawers and you just pull them out and, and the lady's like, Oh, how much are these? And I was like, Oh, they're 37 cents each. She's like, Okay. And rang it up. <laughs> what if you didn't what if know? I, I don't know. And like I couldn't I don't know if I could have found where I got it right, from. Right, because there's no like right. Because I just got like wood screws to go in the fence, and there could have been one of like ten different ones that might have worked. You know? I mean, oftentimes I don't pay attention to how much stuff is. No, so I wouldn't even know. But I did notice. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Is that how hardware stores work? You just have to pay attention, and they trust you. Maybe that's just because it's a small local it place. Might just be your kaipa. So the grand total for fixing the sprinklers <laughs> and the fence. Because then not only did the sprinkler break, but someone drove over the sprinkler and it busted the pipe. So I had to like dig out down into the thing mm-hmm. and like replace the pipe down below it. Grand total for all the, par- all the parts, $5. Nice. And labor, free. You didn't have to pay me anything. <laughs> you did have to hold the ladder for me, though. I to did. Fix the fence. And it sunk into the ground and you almost fell over. Yeah, we did it right after the rain and it kept sinking into the ground. <laughs> But I, I saved you from falling. You did. You were my hero. <laughs> and then, basically, other than those two things, I think we spent a lot of this last weekend playing Kingdom. I love it. Once I got you hooked on it. I really do love it. It's fun. You love getting me into a game obsessively. I really do. We we did that like with Mario Sunshine. Animal Crossing, obviously. Animal Crossing. Like, there's been a few games that we really dive ourselves into. Well, you know what else I would like to dive into? Listener mail! You got mail. Listener mail? We got some listener mail? We sure did. I'm very excited for this one. Our friend and listener of the show and... College companion (laughs) and all-around great guy, Aaron, wrote. Yay! And he wrote to us at MandarinOrangeShow at gmail.com. The subject of the email is this week's show. Which was last week's show. Which I think was last week's show. I don't know. Yeah, I think this... No, this might have come in right after that. I don't know. Well, anyway, you'll just have to refer back. Anyway, what he says is as follows. He said, I just listened to this week's show, and I have a few thoughts to share. First, on the <laughs> first on the radiator issue. Now, in case people forgot to talk about how I may have contributed to the uh, rusting out of our old radiator on the truck. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said, first, on the radiator issue, no need to be embarrassed. You've kept that thing running for 38 years. <laughs> So you're doing something right. I think it's actually 36. Is that right? Well, yeah. So it's a 36-year-old truck, just to be fair. So I'm, like, representing it well. I'm not that old. I rode in it when I was when it was first around. But my dad got it as, like, a new used one in, like, 1987. So it's really been in our family for about 35 years. And I have ridden in it ever since then. But we didn't have it in our possession until my parents gave it to us shortly after we got married. Yeah, so almost... 19 Almost 19 years. years we've had it. And I drove it when I was in high school and stuff like that. So, you know, 
I've I've been. And apparently, it's still like something people want since pe- strangers approach us and ask to buy it. I still, even throughout the pandemic, on probably every two or three months, get someone who either comes <laughs> to the door or leaves a note on it and asks if they could buy it. Yeah. Different people. I've had the same guy sometimes will come back and say, hey, like I just checks. want to remember. I see it's still here. I see you still have it. But it's a great truck. I've, I haven't had it in my possession for all of the time, but I've been around it. Anyway, I just want to make That's sure I'm being accurate. healthy amount of time. I just want to make sure I'm giving the full picture. Because mm-hmm. if, if I've been maintaining it for 38, then I'm a lot older than uh, it sounds. <laughs> all right. So he said, I'm doing something right. I guess so. It's still running. It is surprising that the radiator didn't fail sooner with only water. (laughs) Radiator fluid does a few important things. It keeps the liquid from getting too hot and blowing the pressure on the radiator. And it keeps it from getting too cold and freezing in your engine. (laughs) It's probably lucky that you live in a warmer climate, so all that water didn't ever freeze up and cause more damage to the engine. Probably so. (laughs) Uh, Well, didn't the mechanic say, like... It had a bunch of gunk in it. Yeah, he said it was very, they had to flush it out a lot. <laughs> that it was very rusty and gunky in there. So so he says, radiator fluid also keeps the water from corroding your system. Typically, it's a half water, half radiator fluid mix that goes into your car. Okay, so there is some water involved, just not <laughs> only water. I don't know. I just, I, I, I learned what I know from TV. I learned a lot of great stuff from my dad. Cars I still, is I still not one do. Of them. I mean, I learned some things about cars from him, but he doesn't know that much about cars, so that wasn't the things that got passed along. I know a lot of stuff, and I think it's important for everyone to, you know, to keep humble that they know some things about some stuff and other things they don't know about. There's a lot of things I know about that people don't know, but I don't know anything about cars. Do you remember when we got in a big fight? I think when we were just friends about checking your oil stick. You told me I should check my oil stick before I get in the car, like, every time. Because I was, like, way overdue for oil change, and it costs, like, a lot more. And you're all, you need to check your oil. I'm like, you don't check your oil stick every time. You're And you're like, well, I'm not the one who's having to pay more for an oil change. <laughs> I don't and remember got, that, like, but a it big sounds argument, like something I'd argue. And then, like, I said, like, I think I huffed off across the street to the Foster's Freeze. <laughs> All I know is, I don't know much about cars, but I know to get your oil changed on a regular basis. And check your dipstick every time, like, before you enter the car, that, is what you That may me. be excessive, and it's probably not something I actually do now. Although, to be fair, I took very good care of my car in college. And, like, late high, you know, my first car. I still don't think you checked your dipstick every time you entered the Celica. There was a while when I did, but it definitely (laughs) faded out. It's kind of like the rule we made where you can't eat in our car. (laughs) And now, you know, years later, that definitely is not the case. (laughs) There's a stain from an In-N-Out burger on our ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) Because you, like, turned around to hand it to the kids and hit the ceiling (laughs) with it. Ceiling. That never came out. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I started out strong. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution. By the February of that car's life, I kind of petered out on that one. Anyway, that does sound like a fight we would have had, though. Oh, my gosh. And it also sounds like something you would have done, which is just not get your oil changed until, like, the car wouldn't drive anymore. I didn't have any money. Like, I'm not going to spend money on oil changes. But the argument, then, that I probably made to you at the time is it costs a lot more in the long run 
to have to repair an engine that you destroyed because you didn't get your oil changed. I don't know how to do it. I don't know all about why. I just know you better do it. That's all. I just wanted to get my foster freeze in peace, okay? Okay. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's see. Back to Aaron's letter. He said, you got a great deal on the repair work. So good work there. Okay, that's good. That's very reassuring. I thought so. It felt like that. The guys that are there have always like felt like fair and honest guys. And that it's encouraging that someone who obviously knows more about cars <laughs> than I do agrees. So that's good. He said, once every three or four years, it's a good idea to flush the radiator when you get your oil changed. Also, your oil change people should have told you that the fluid was an issue when they looked at the clear liquid that should have been green. Maybe find a new place for that. Well, the last place I got an oil change was at the place that used to be <laughs> Oil Can Henry's, but then they changed ownership. I don't know. I don't know about those guys anymore. I don't know. We should just, I think from this point on, we'll probably just take it to the guys yeah. who do the thing, you know. I mean, they'll just do an oil change. Yeah. yeah. Oil Can Henry's is great, but I don't know. Not new ownership. What is it? Like Valvoline, Valvoline now? It, it, here's the thing. It draws on our desire to not have to get out of the car yeah, and just do the drive thing. It's been really great for, like, pandemic-wise, because... Well, and if you, you don't know, always have time to not have your car around for a while, and sometimes it takes a while at other it places. It does, and it does it. The place we take it to, they're always very busy. Right. They're very... Like, these guys that gave us a good deal, they're excellent... But usually, even for an oil change, it's like a, you know, it's gonna be a day. if you drop it off in the morning, you can get it like in the afternoon kind of thing. Um, and not, they're, I think they're quick. They just always are busy because they're, they do such good work, you know. For instance, all that work that they did with the radiator and everything, that only took them a couple of days. Yeah. It wasn't like forever. But anyway, it's different. But probably we should tend yeah, towards because they the guy, do those like guys. brag about their 36 point inspection. At Valvoline. Yeah, but they but never once said, how come there's water, water in your radiator? So. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's a part of their check or not, but it sounds time, like from Aaron. Last time we got an oil change there, they said they were going to email me stuff that needs to be checked out by the mechanic, and they didn't. They just sent me my receipt. Yeah. So. <sighs> it's tough. It's like it's like fast food. It's, it's, it's like the drive-thru. You're like, oh, but I can just go do it and be done and then go do other things. So I don't have to cook tonight. <laughs> but maybe, maybe <laughs> we should. <laughs> All right. Then he says, on to the infamous fridge debate. Yes. I have to say, I am agreeing with the moms. <laughs> I know you don't want to spend money for no reason, but I have three points to appeal to your frugality. <laughs> One, if you purchase a new refrigerator, it will likely use less power, saving money on the electric bill. That's probably true. I'm sure in the last, like, 19 years, there have been (laughs) technological advances to the point that our fridge is not the most efficient it could be. There you go. Two, if you wait until it dies, you are at the mercy of the current market. Right now, you can wait to find a great deal. Most families would not make it long without a refrigerator, so you might have to pay more to get one right away. Well, what Phil will do is he has his college refrigerator in the garage, so he'll just bring that in. Yeah, but that doesn't hold much stuff. What will they do with that? (laughs) Who knows how much longer that's going to operate. It's covered in, like, stickers on every corner. it is. It's all rusted. It's held a lot of good stuff over the years. (laughs) A lot of leftover cafeteria food. (laughs) 
Um, and then finally, number three, he says, if you spend over a hundred bucks on a new shelf and the refrigerator breaks tomorrow, that money is down the drain. True. That is true. True, true. I think all three of those are good points. Probably the most compelling to me, however, is number two, which is that, yeah, like we could start shopping around. Yeah. And I think I told you this when we, cause I read Aaron's email when it came in. That you should start looking because we should find a good deal on it. Yes. Because he's absolutely right on that. Yes. Like, if we could have gotten something on Black Friday or whatever, we could have gotten a real good deal. We could have. But maybe there's other, you know, sales. You always know when sales come up. I do. So, that's your job now is to find All us right, a good deal. Aaron. Thank you for weighing in. I mean, two moms and Aaron can't be <laughs> all wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil gets really excited about getting out his freezer spatula. I I don't know if I get excited, but (laughs) I do know how to clear the ice from it very efficiently. Freezer spatula. Look, all you have to do for this fridge to work is, one, clear out the freezer with a spatula on a regular basis. Two, remove the bowl of ice that freezes in the back of the inside of the freezer part on a regular basis. If you don't, it'll overflow and it makes like a frozen cascade of water throughout the bottom of the fridge and ruins anything it touches. Three, only put stuff on the top shelf that can withstand extra frozen frozen temperatures. So things that, you know, like a sauce, a salad dressing, oil base that's not going to be affected by it. And finally, don't put too much weight on the bottom shelf or else it'll crack through and break completely. But you can't put frozen stuff on the top shelf, so you got to, like, balance that. Right. Oh, and also, don't overload the drawer, or sorry, the the shelf on the door, because that's cracked, and if you put too much Mm -hmm. on there, that'll break off. Yeah. And if you just do all those things, it's totally fine. And don't put stuff in Phil's empty water bottle shelf. No, that's true. I have a little (laughs) shelf. That's where I keep my water bottles, so that there's, like, a nice cold water bottle ready to go. And nobody's allowed to put anything there. I mean, they're allowed to. I just kind of claim it, and I'm gonna. That's what I use. Whenever uh, I put something there, you go, "Why? Why is this here? <laughs> what? This is." I claim one tiny little corner of the fridge, and you always make a deal. <gasps> oh, you're the only one that gets to put stuff there. I mean, it's a very convenient shelf to like claim. <laughs> Would you like me to claim a different shelf? Yeah, one you have to bend down to. But the ones that you have to bend down to are taller, so they fits large things. That one only fits little small stuff. So it's perfect for my little water bottle. I guess I don't drink that much water anyway. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. You drink (laughs) some water every day, and you get to pick the shelf you want. Ugh, gross. Seriously, you guys. Like, I do. I am concerned sometimes. Janelle will go for days in a row and not drink water. No, I always have to drink a little water because I'm on daily pills. Yeah. (laughs) A little sip. out of Like, a little plastic water bottle will last Janelle days. No. It's like three days. That's it. One little eight-ounce plastic water bottle for three days. Sometimes you drink it because I don't know if you know this, but... Probably, like, every other night, you wake up and, like, hit me and go, you have any water? You have Not any water? every other night. No, you do. That often. No. Yeah. No. I do wake up very thirsty in the middle of the night. And you're parched. Yeah. The, that air mask really takes it out of you. It does, but it keeps me breathing all night, so I think that's so, um, So, maybe you help me a little bit with that. That's good. Well, you got to keep it over there. I mean, I realize I could have it by me, but I don't, and you do. So. Well, you have too many, like, 
things over on your side with your masks and your video games and your phone. Like, you can't handle a water bottle. And my glasses. Yeah, the whole little, my my (laughs) nightstand is just booked. (laughs) So you've got your little nest over there. You have room for your water bottles. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. Is there. Well, wait. That's not it. That's not it. I'm so excited. Finally. I can't believe I get a new refrigerator. He talked about the (laughs) fridge. And then finally, he said, also, don't buy a Samsung. I know from personal experience. Which sounds like a good story I would like to hear. Uh, Very much so. I think we have a Samsung TV, don't we? Yeah, we have a Samsung TV, but maybe maybe you just mean Samsung refrigerator in general. I think that was the cheapest cheapest one. I think the cheapest fridge was the Samsung. Okay, Aaron, we need a little follow up because (laughs) I I mean that's going to be tempting for me to get the cheapest. So I got to know. I've been happy with my electronic Samsung products. Like this TV has been great to us. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying though. That may that may be like a different category. Maybe they're good at making TVs and not so much refrigerators. You know. I don't know. All right, so you just got to give us a little more backstory to that because. Otherwise, I may be tempted to get whatever's cheapest. <laughs> but a good, I mean, these always the best. compelling arguments like this could help me make a better decision. So, I implore you. I kind of want to find the one fridge that has the skinny freezer. Yeah, the skinny, <laughs> do- the, the left-hand skinny, door. The skinny freezer. Why don't they do that anymore? We haven't looked it up, but it, it must I be. I really want to get a skinny freezer. All right. We'll have to try to do that. Although then, what happens is if you get like a frozen lasagna or something, you got to put it sideways. That's probably why. It's probably just not convenient. It doesn't fit everything. We'll have to see. It's all exciting. Well, thank you so much for writing, Aaron. And uh, we love hearing from you. And dear listeners, if you guys would like to do like Aaron did, please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Moving along, it's movie time. Movie time. And it's in our DVD section. Well, it really is kind of half and half. We watched a movie on DVD, and I think we talked about... Well, I'll just say. We finally watched the second Fantastic Four movie. The one from, like, 2007, I think it was. It was cheaper to buy the DVD than streaming. Yeah, this drove me crazy because it was on Disney+. Plus. And so then we're like, okay, cool, we'll watch it there. And then we went to go watch it, and it's off of Disney+. And the only way you could do it was streaming. It was like 15 bucks, but then we found the DVD for like, I don't know, $7 or something like that. Yeah. And so we got that. And I know it's going to go back on Disney+, Plus in like a month. Probably. But we wanted to watch it, and I'm so glad we did. So anyway, the first one we watched on streaming. You're so glad we did? Yeah, so you could remember how bad it is. Okay, so we watched the first Fantastic Four a while back. We talked about it. We talked about it, and now we watched The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Which one did you think was better? That's a weighted question. Which one was less worse? (laughs) I guess the second one, The Silver Surfer. Because The Silver Surfer was cool, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I I felt my mind... Not caring. Like, I was not paying attention. And not because I was, like, doing stuff or on my phone. Just because my thoughts... I was so bored. My thoughts were going it's to not different good. places. Neither of them are good. I guess, for me, the second one, 
like you said, there's some parts of the Silver Surfer that are cool, although they totally botched like a lot of handling yeah. of it. But there's some visual stuff. Some of the effects of him like going through buildings and I don't know, flipping upside down on his silver surfboard and stuff. There's some cool visual effects that are better than the first one because the special effects, you know, it's older. So to be fair, but it also came out after like, Spider-Man. Well, yeah, and like the, the first movie was 12 years after Jurassic Park. And, and if Steven Spielberg could make me believe that dinosaurs were alive yeah. again, they should have been able to make a guy stretch without it looking yeah. so bad. I don't know. I, I'm not saying I could do better. I'm just saying we've been spoiled by all these other fantastic movies, and this was not a fantastic one. No. But I think the Silver Surfer looked really good. That's yeah, pretty much the most positive I, I, I can say. I just felt there was so much not superheroing. Yeah, so spoiler alert, if you care about the ending of a pretty bad superhero <laughs> movie from 2007... They never, like, really even do superhero they don't stuff. do anything. The end boss, if you will. Like, they kind of fight Doctor Doom for a little bit, but it's, like, ten seconds of them, like, punching it out, and then he falls in a river, and they kind of forget what happens to him. Never say, did he die? Did he float well, away? Well, he thought he died in the first one, and he came back. Yeah, but they just kind of, like, forgot about him. They never talked about him the rest of the movie. They never said, oh, what happened to Doctor Doom, or whatever. They just... He was gone, right? And then... The big bad is that Galactus is coming and, and they, the Silver Surfer goes up and confronts him. Except they never show Galactus. It's just a big cloud. Literally cloud. And you kind of see some shapes that look like Galactus in the clouds. But then the Silver Surfer just is like, wah! And then like the cloud disperses. The Fantastic Four never even go up against oh, Galactus at all. Oh, don't see him, right? In fact, they're just kind of running around on the ground, not really using their powers. One of the things Sue Storm used her powers for was to hide a blemish on her wedding day. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, I paused that somewhere around 25 minutes into the movie, and the superpowers that had been used were, one, like you said, Sue Storm covers is it. <laughs> Two, Johnny Storm flies alongside because he's human torch flies alongside the airplane because he doesn't want to go coach. coach three mr fantastic stretches his arm to like put his suitcase across the aisle on an airplane and steal <laughs> like, the luggage spot like a, from a lady like so rude and then like thing just sits down is it the thing the thing just sits down and he's big and that's it like there's that's the only superhero action that happened for 30 minutes and they kept like you know, the was the actor who plays the thing? Uh, Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. They kept, like, finding reasons for him to look not like the thing. Yeah. And, the, yeah, there's so all these. like, lose his powers for a little bit. Because if you remember, his whole storyline, at least according to the first movie, was that, like, all the other people, they could retain their, you know, appearance. Even though they had powers that they would temporarily change, they could go back to looking human. But he never could go back. Right. Except that they had, like, eight different scenarios in which he <laughs> did go back. And then they still wound up having him go back to the rock thing anyway. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. There, The plot of this movie made no sense whatsoever. The decisions that the humans made in it. It was like it was things where, like, they have an AI write a story like a sitcom, you know? Uh -huh. It felt like that. Like, this is not how human beings behave. Like, they're at their wedding, and this thing, which turned out to be the Silver Surfer, but this, like, you know, world-ending calamity is heading right towards the city. 
and his alarm thing goes off that they're about to be hit by this like cataclysmic event. And she gets mad at him because it's like their wedding. And she's like, what? Are you on your device? And he's like, okay, let's speed things along. Instead of saying like, oh my gosh, we're about it's to all die. This thing world. is about to come hit us. He's like, let's hurry up and get to the end of the wedding. And then, so hokey. Sure enough, like at the end, after all of that, Audrey like joked right before. Because like they go through all this stuff. And then, you know, they're walking away as heroes. And Audrey's like, oh, I bet she talks about her wedding again. And sure enough, the first line is, are we going to have a wedding now? <laughs> It's so just, it was like in the, our kids who are children said that it felt to them like children wrote it, that it wasn't the behavior <laughs> of adults, but it was like what kids think adults do. So then you would think like, okay, we'd be done with Fantastic Four, but Phil now wants to watch the most recent Fantastic Four, which I think you fell asleep in. Well, I watched it on an airplane and it was rough. It's so the Fantastic one where all the logos say Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, from 2015, and it's bad. But here's the thing. Like, we've got to complete the collection. We don't, though. But But what I'll if they make it. a reference to it in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? What if they pull one of those characters in and it. you don't get the inside I can gag? without it. They're not going to refer to a horrible movie. They might. You don't know. They'll refer to the comics. You don't know. The horrible movie. What if they did? And what if they make a joke about how bad it was? Plus, Michael B. Jordan is Johnny Storm in that one, and he was in uh, Black Panther. He's Killmonger. So how crazy is that? Maybe there's some kind of a reference there. I don't... I don't know. I don't know if it's worth our time. When when does it come out? I don't know. Soon. We got a lot of catch-up to do. We need to just watch all these. Like in the background, I know. while I play X-Men. Candy Crush Saga. Or- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is I didn't make you watch the one with uh, that Roger Corman did in the '90s. That no. it was like a contractual obligation. I did go through it on YouTube with the kids and give them some highlights. Oh my gosh, because guys- it's like it's that's one of those like so bad movies. But it has Jay Underwood is Johnny Storm. Of the boy who could fly and not quite human <laughs> I fame. I do love, like him. And he is one of the few celebrities I saw when I worked at Disneyland. Oh. So Jay Underwood, he was in The Boy Who Could Fly, which was like a big movie Fred Savage was in on Disney Channel. They played it a lot. Also, they had like a series of made-for-TV movies on Disney Channel called Not Quite Human. And it was like he was like an android, you know. And the dad was, um, what's the dad from... Growing pains. I can't remember Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Thank you. The dad was Alan Thick. You know the inventor that made the robots. I actually read the book series that was based on, which was called Batteries Not Included. But then they made that Batteries Not Included movie with Jessica Tandy. Yeah, and I so love that movie. when they adapted the book series Batteries Not Included to Disney Channel, they changed the name to Not Quite Human because otherwise I love it would Not be confused. Quite Human. I totally watched that. It was great. It was Those were great. So I loved the books. Then I watched the show. So I knew. Who Jay Underwood was. So I work at Disneyland and Jay Underwood comes into our building. I was working at Interventions at the time. He came in and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you know, we kind of were taught how to, you know, you got to treat celebrities, 
the way you would treat other people. You're yeah. not supposed to, like, ask for pictures or anything like that. But, of course, whenever someone came in, everyone's like, oh, that's so-and-so. The only other people that ever came into that building while I worked there were, like, sports people that I know who it was. And everyone's like, oh, that's, like, this athlete guy or whatever. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys, Jay Underwood. And they're like, all of my coworkers were like, who, even my managers, who are you talking about? I'm like, it's Jay Underwood. He's from The Boy Who Could Fly and Not Quite Human. Like, which what? are Disney properties from Disney Channel. And nobody knew who I was talking about. I was the only one. I remember when that happened. That's very exciting. But I was the person that got to go and like help him out and stuff. Of course, I, I saw didn't. a lot of celebrities. You, you worked there I longer. Worked the gate. And yeah, more people. You know, when they're doing their big like fancy celebrity tours, they didn't come through an invention so often. Usually, no. we're not like a high ticket. Attraction. Yeah, but they all have to go through the front gate. Yeah, they do. So anyway, all that is to say. The Fantastic Four one that he was in was even worse, and I didn't make you watch that. But they may make a reference to that. Who knows? I just want to be prepared. I want to know everything. I don't care as much. So if you need to watch some with the kids, no, we'll we'll bring you on. We don't worry. We don't want to leave you out. I did show them that though, so you're good. Okay. All right. That was a lot of mileage out of the Fantastic Four. (laughs) Yeah, you think way more mileage than we needed there. Well, we're going to do one more quick segment because, you know, we watched a little bit of TV. We read some books. We uh, did video games. We talked about Kingdom and stuff. But the thing that I really want to just go over real quick is music. We have just some cool Pawbox music stuff going on. I know we talked about Pawbox Presents already, but just a couple of things I wanted to talk about real quick because exciting things are happening. First of all, we have a new record that's coming out that should be here at the beginning of April. What I'm hoping is it gets shipped and arrives after we get back from our trip, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, of course, like the time it's scheduled to be completed is right during the middle of our trip. And the mail, like doesn't hold no well plus i really don't want like our vinyl records sitting around in the post office. in the post office you know so anyway um that's going to be the in a lonely place re-release of in my mind this was on cd we put it out on cd gosh what was that like 2015 i think something like that so it's been like seven years and so it's a a vinyl re-release of that album. It's a slightly different track listing, a little bit different artwork and stuff, but it's on vinyl now. So very excited about that. That's only our second ever vinyl release we've done. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. And then following up on that, our third ever vinyl release will also be coming out this year. Although I've placed the order, but it's not coming out until August or some somewhere in there. Cause that's how long it takes to make vinyl now. Um, but upside down room, we're doing a re-release of the well we put it out on cd even further back i think this was in 2011 i want to say or maybe 2012 somewhere in there 11 or 12 this was their ep it was called let's go for a ride but it's now uh the re-release has got all new artwork and a new title which is get right it's a 12 inch but it's like an ep so there's three songs on each side so it's a 12 inch ep very cool very excited for that one as well 
So some cool vinyl stuff. And then uh, we also have a Christmas CD that we're working on putting together for the Christmas season this year. So that'll be our Popbox Christmas Volume 3, the third one we've ever done. So a lot of Popbox stuff happening this year. Pretty stoked. Very stoked. And with the uh, Spivvies coming on the show, you never know what could come out of that. We already have all the Spivvy stuff out on Spotify now and iTunes or whatever. Yes. You never know what else might come out of that. You never know. So, hint, hint. Keep an eye out on the Pop Vox music front. Oh, and also, R.B. Brown told us on the show this last weekend that he's got a new EP almost ready to go. So, man, a lot of stuff on the horizon. A lot of stuff. And you know what else? What else? There's a lot of stuff we need to say at the end of our episode to close it out. And it's time to do that. Let's do it. Okay. So for the man, just kidding. Oh, you. <laughs> well, once again, I would like to thank listener and friend of the show, Aaron, for writing in. And I would like to remind all of you, you can always write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you would like to. And we will uh, read your stuff on the show. Yeah. What else, Chanel? Well, it's uh, the penultimate week before we leave on our trip yes that's right so things i i will do one more show but yep. we probably won't record we'll probably record bits for an upcoming episode on our trip but we might take a little hiatus yeah definitely we'll have one more before the trip yeah We'll have a lot of adventures yeah, to share a lot of stuff after to talk a lot about. of my vacation pants which has been you know, far and few between for the yeah, last couple of years. Yeah, it's been a little sparse as of late. So I'm excited to get back in it. I actually had so many comments on my vacation pants. I just saw today because I haven't looked at it that much. But somebody commented on one of my posts, I miss your stories. Oh, <laughs> you should probably post stuff. You're going to lose followers. Well, I don't have any new content. Yeah, I gotta have new content. Just do remixes. I just told you how I'm putting out two new albums that are old albums this year. People love that. They love reissues. The thing is, I've had to do remix for two years, and I'm running out of remix. I need new content. Now, there's always new remix. We're gonna have get so much new content. I'm so excited. That's why we're going on vacation. (laughs) We're we're gonna stop calling it vacation, and we're saying we're going on a content trip. I mean, we are content creators, mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. That's true. So. We're creating content as we speak. Ooh, this is like just a little tease, but we ordered two things to add to our content creating arsenal, and I'm very excited. Yes. Um, that are coming. I don't know. I'm just teasing at that, that they're coming, and one of them arrives tomorrow, and I'm excited for it. I know I do too many things already, but I'm starting up another thing soon. Yes, he is starting up a new thing, and you guys will love it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. So, more details on that will arise, but I just had to do a vague post about it there. Also, remember I said I went to uh, TV taping? Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal. That is going to come up in May. I'll give you more of the specifics soon, but it's kind of exciting. And my so, brother Matt also went to a TV taping he of it. He did. And, and his, his is in April, his right? His is even sooner. So we'll talk about that first. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Pretty exciting. So exciting. So, yeah. Content. 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 
<laughs> well, I'm content that that show is complete now. So thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. As always, we love having you along for the ride. And thank you, Janelle, for recording on the couch. You're welcome. <laughs> and you're also welcome for me recording <laughs> explain, with you. Explain how I'm looking right now. All right. Let's see. The couch is shaped like an L, and Janelle is a 45-degree angle <laughs> across the gap between started, the two segments. I started upright. Yeah. This okay. is often how it goes. By the end of the show, it's Janelle's, like, like, fully prone. I'm just, like, I'm kind of, like, liking, because you usually sit in the middle, but I'm kind of liking your choice to sit in the corner, because I can just... Well, you always make me sit in the middle. Now I want the corner. It's my turn. Oh, I like this area. It's good. You can have so. it. I like to have that little, like, nudge up <laughs> against the armrest. Yeah. Well, you give it to me after work, because I need the, the, the back support. Yeah. I've been on my feet all day. <laughs> <sighs> I do have a quick a quick tangent before oh we gosh. wrap it up. So, today at school, we did something called a dinosaur museum, where the kids created these, like, exhibits. They, like, became an expert on their dinosaur that they chose. And different classes came around and visited. You've definitely talked about this on previous yeah, years like I do when it you did year. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we couldn't do it last year, but yeah. um, it was, you know, fun to do that again. I will tell you, these kids were complaining about being on their feet because I made them stand up. <laughs> they were like, I'm so tired. After, like, ten minutes. I'm like, I stand on my feet all day. You don't even have a chair that you I don't in. have a chair. I have a standing desk. Like, you guys need to build a little stamina. So, I just thought it was so funny that they're just like, all like, oh, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm like, well, sit down because the next class is coming. Get peppy. So, that was funny. Get peppy. And the other classes were the same way, so <laughs> it was all of them, the whole third grade. Well, that's so. good advice for everyone. Get peppy, folks. Get peppy. Get peppy. And that's going to do it for this episode. So for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Chanel. And we talk so you don't have to.